What's up, guys? Welcome back to the NCR podcast. This is a big one. We have Sin Martinez, the founder of Afro Brutality, a Harlem-based fitness movement, and a friend of mine. We call him Mr. Mo, but his full name is Mo Elliman. He is an Olympic lifting coach at multiple gyms in Ottawa, and we sit down to talk about CrossFit, racism, Greg Glassman, and what exactly has been going down in the last 24 hours. What's up, man? Hey, sir. How are you, man? Good, good. How are you? It's nice to meet you. Good to meet you, too, man. People need to stop asking me how I'm doing, man. They should know. Let's keep yeah. going. So, uh, it's great to have you on, man. Uh, I've been listening to your listening to your podcast with Jason Ackerman on, on Best Hour of Their Day and uh, all the stuff that you've been putting out on your Afro Brutality Instagram handle and your personal one. And uh, I wanted to have you on because uh, I think it's, I think right now with everything that's going on in CrossFit and this time, I think it's important that, that people hear your perspective on things. And thank you, man. Thank you. I, and I have my friend Mo, uh, Mr. Mo, we call him Mr. Mo here. He's uh, a, me- he's a, minder, a member at our gym. And uh, I want to basically come on here to listen and, and to facilitate some conversation between you two so that people can gain some perspective on, on what's going on. Um, I want to I wanna start this and preface this with, you know, the fact that I myself am the definition of white privilege. I grew up in a sub in you know suburbia with a white family and unfortunately I don't know extents the extents uh of you know black history in America really or Canada. So but I think it's important and I'm starting to learn a lot more about it nowadays. And the black lives matter movement is huge right now and with everything that's going on in crossfit you have you formerly had an affiliate and you're involved in the crossfit world um so i'd like to start with you just sort of introducing yourself sin to everybody okay your, your background a little bit and and sort sure, of sure, give, sure, give sure. people some reasons you know why should we listen to what you have to say because i know there's a lot of people out there that don't really know your background well, thank you, man. Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, or when you hear this. Uh, my name is Sin Martinez. Um, you know, my background's pretty diverse. Um, I was raised, my mother was a Black Panther, former Black Panther. So she taught me at a very early age about civil rights movements. And, uh, you know, I, I joke, but when kids were getting um, three little pigs you know Hansel and Gretel and fun fun with Dick and Jane you know my mother was talking about March on Washington the assassination of Malcolm X you know Huey P. Newton like 
that's just how I was raised. So I was raised with a unique ability to, and this was in, <laughs> this was in the burbs, man. I was in the suburbs and uh, she just wanted to make sure that even though we were living in the white suburbs or, you know, a white community for the most part, that I never forgot who I was, you know, that I, that I had some, a sense of pride, that I didn't have to go there and, and play with the Ken doll and all that. My mother bought the, the black GI Joe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I grew up with things that were all uh, all black, and I grew up with things that are about empowerment and movement, and stuff like that. And um, it does a lot of things to a child, man. It's a little traumatic, you know. Um, you got your mother at home telling you the white man is basically the devil or the enemy, and your best friend is white, <laughs> you know, like. They take you to Nantucket for the summer and you go to Martha's Vineyard and you're, you're living in these big houses and the whole time in the back of your mind, you're like, man, this, they might turn on me one day, you know, in the back of your mind, they might stop inviting me to places. They, you know, they might start hating on me all of a sudden as they get older. Um, and for the record, that never necessarily happened, but uh, let me get a little back to myself. Um, so in 2007, I came across CrossFit. Uh, just some guys were talking about it in the corner, and I uh, went home and did my own research instead of asking them. I went home and did my own research on it. And, uh, you know, growing up, understanding startups and understanding uh, trends and, and setting a fruit that I never got paid for, I saw this as the new trend. I'm like, man, this is going to be some bigness. It just made sense, man. Instead of just running and then, you know, just days that you run or days that you lift, let's just put it all together and push a button, go for time. And I was like, man, it was it was the most amazing thing I had seen. And I really kept it covert, man. I, I, I brought it to Harlem first just to make sure or just to get a sense from where the black community was going to be at with this. You know, there were comments and there were, were, were things rustling down for years. There were things that were rustling. There were things that were rustling down for years since 2008 about politics. You know, are these guys racist? Are they not racist? Can we can we trust them? Can can we? Are they going to take care of us? Like you know, we weren't sure, man. We had meetings and conversations about this since 2008. Um, but Greg, I, I got into the certification part because I realized that you could turn this into a business and I, I really didn't know that. So I started to seek out all the certifications. You know, I was changing careers. I was um, a sales manager. Uh, I had about 25 people that reported to me and I was making, you know, I was fat, you know, <laughs> I was like super overweight and I went the triathlon route, you know, I lost the weight, but at the enduring and towards the end, I found CrossFit and I thought it was a good way to go from, you know, what I used to do, which is long bike runs and long swims and long, you know, actual runs mm -hmm. to something a little bit more intense because I felt like that could be something I could bring to the community because mm. when I lost all the weight in 2007, everybody was asking me how I did it. You know, I literally lost 120 pounds and people were like, how'd you do it? And I really did it through triathlons. And I would teach a few running classes for some kids that were in my building. And then I would teach some calisthenics and stuff like that. But I really didn't have something I felt I could turn into a business. Mm -hmm. uh, CrossFit provided that, man. I saw a business opportunity immediately. And I ended up leaving my job. Um, I ended up like, well, what happened was my, my CEO at the time went 
puddle, puddle jumping or something like that and crashed his plane and died. The wife inherited everything and they brought in re restructuring. So they laid, it, they laid us all off. And this was at the exact same time that I was choosing whether I wanted to train people in CrossFit. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like a perfect storm. And I just jumped right into it. But we really weren't going to affiliate, man. You know, I'm going to have to start talking about this. You know, uh, we thought we did think they were racist. We thought it was a mess. You know, we were like, man, this is we don't want to get into this, man. You know, the black community is harsh, man. If they start calling us racist or, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uncle Tom or, you know, all this other madness. So, you know, Greg Glassman, he came, you know, he came to Harlem and he, and he said, listen, man, we'll take care of you. You ain't got to worry about it. Like, we'll make sure everything's good, man. We'll feed you resources and stuff like that. And, you know, his people at the table, some of them had been with me at different certifications. So it was a new relationship. They didn't understand me. They weren't sure what my intentions were. Um, I sort of looked like I was playing the race card. You know, I sort of looked like I was begging for, for help or something like that. So, you know, I affiliated in 2009. And though there was no, like, money exchange, you know, they just promoted me like crazy, man. You know, they put me on their Facebook. They put me, at that time, it was only Facebook because we're talking 2008, 2009. You know, they put me on the Facebook page, you know, in 2010, and the, the relationship got better, you know, and Rogue Fitness reached out because I was coaching different athletes and stuff like that that went to the games because mm -hmm. I realized this, this wasn't about, this was, what I was taking on was just so much bigger than me, man. It was just, it wasn't one man. It was, I'm speaking for an entire community and I want to do it the right way. So I got the affiliate CrossFit Harlem, Mm -hmm. Again, you know, we weren't going to do it, man. We wanted to kind of influence the black community from the outside to just do CrossFit, not necessarily be part, be part of the hysteria. You know what I mean? We, right. we, didn't, we didn't want them to have to answer to stuff that Glassman was doing back then, back yeah, in yeah. 2008, man, 2009, even 2010 and 11. Like, for people that are in CrossFit, man, this is no different than things that he had done before. He just mm -hmm. didn't do it at a time where everyone is watching what everyone is doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you ask any CrossFitter, man, and if they're, if they're 1,000% with you, they'll say, man, that's Glassman. Oh, I can't believe you said it. It's terrible. It's disgusting. That's what we got at the helm. You know, like, that's right, yeah. You Mo, know what I mean? Yeah. And we've all, we've all been able to uh, establish businesses around the hysteria, but this one went to blow in our face. Mo, yeah. Mo, I wanna, I want you to just kind of give a brief little background of yourself and, and just sort of your first impression with CrossFit, and you know, if you had impressions uh, of the community, you know, being racist from the start, like Sin was talking about, or, or, or what? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think a big thing for me is I started CrossFit. And, I'm sorry, um, it was, it was it Mo again? Yeah, yeah, Mo. Mo, good morning, man. I'm saying. Good morning. Good morning good to, to you, sir. You, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. I try to, uh, I try to stop people from just jumping in, man. We got to still love each other, man. We still yeah. got to no, no, no worries, nice. man. I want, I want you to go We still got to say man. thank you, and I appreciate you, you know? Like, I don't know, 100%. Especially us, man. We're so passionate right now. We're so upset. 
that we just we we're not thinking straight. But I apologize. That, that's exactly it, man. I recently had to speak out, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get into that. My 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 experiences right now. I started in uh, in CrossFit. Uh, I think it was 2013. Mm-hmm. It was right at the uh, the first year that NCR had uh, had actually opened. Just two months into NCR opening. Um, prior to that, I'd been fairly sedentary. I'd gained a ton of weights. Um, I didn't really know what to do to work out. Tried different things, always kind of failed. And so then when I uh, kind of started doing my own research, I, you know, started getting the strength training. And one of the videos I watched on YouTube talked about CrossFit. I looked it up and at the time that I first initially looked it up, there was no CrossFit gyms in my area, nor that I was close to. Um, the way Ottawa's kind of structured is there's uh, a bunch of suburbs in different areas, but I was never familiar with those areas. So I was like, you know what, I'm not going to venture out to those places. Um, and then 2013, right around regionals, I started seeing the, uh, you know, obviously the, the hype around regionals. And I opened up once again, I'm like, you know what, let me check to see if there's another gym in my area. And boom, out of nowhere comes you know, NCR. So I'm like, all right, next day, I'm going to pop in. I'm going to try it. Got in there. Gym was empty because everyone at the gym apparently was at regionals. And I was like, you know what? I'll, uh, there's two people in the class. Let me go and try it. Got demolished. And I, I had, you know, came back ever since. And have you, did you, what, in terms of CrossFit and and racism like did you ever get the sense that the community at large or even just the individual gym was potentially an unwelcoming place or what was that sense were you so yeah so i can speak to that so it's it's a different thing i think for for some of the black people and minorities in in these cities because it's not the feeling that you are you know anybody there was racist or anybody there was unwelcoming but you're going into a you're going into a space that's completely white from when I was entering it. I was completely, you know, in a situation where I'm like, I'm there's no one that I know, no one that looks like me. So there's a little bit of like a unfamiliarity. Uh, there's like a sense of discomfort. But thankfully, and I always attribute this to, to to our own community, I was welcomed immediately when I came in there. And I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm gonna try it out for a month. Whether people talk to me or not, that's fine. I'm gonna just do what I do and see how that kind of goes. But me showing up constantly, people getting to know me, became a thing where it was pretty evident that uh, the community was very welcoming. But from the outside looking in, it's one of those things where like, okay, well, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it looks to be like almost like a country club. There's a certain demographic of people who are there. I don't know if I'm going to be welcome. So there's apprehension before going right in there. there. And once you're there, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, now I feel welcome. So it's almost like Sin, Sin's experience of CrossFit because he sort of built it from the ground up in Harlem, mm. obviously is a very different one in terms of the vibes of his box compared to, you know, you coming into to our gym yeah. in Ottawa. Um, let's, let's, talk, let's talk straight up about what, the heck is going on in in crosser right now 
Greg Glassman tweeted, it's Floyd 19, and the world went crazy. Yeah. Sin, um, Sin, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Some, yeah. It's, it's low for some reason. I don't know if that's me or you. It's what? I can barely hear you. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Um, just barely. I don't, did I do something? Well, maybe you got to turn your volume up a little bit. Oh, I got it. Got it. Got it. Got oh, it. there we go. There we go. <laughs> so Sin, Sin, Greg Glassman makes that tweet and like, what happened, man? Like, why, why is, can you explain, <clears throat> can you explain why everyone's going crazy in the CrossFit world right now? Well, let me tell you something, man. Um, damn. let's see if I'm doing this right. I'm sorry. Okay. It looks okay. a little better. Um, I've been talking to him since last Tuesday, man. Unfortunately, he thinks that Floyd 19 is some kind of mathematical equation of how you get police brutality, um, quarantine, George Floyd. You know, he thought it was a, some kind of equation for what's happening in the community right now, what's happening in America, what's happening with our society. You know, this is classic Greg, man. It, it's it's just classic Greg, man. He he actually thought he was he either did two things. He either thought he was doing more harm. He he actually thought he had a theory that he could share with the world that somehow it was going to save us. Oh, Greg's going to save the black community with his great you know mathematical equation of Floyd nineteen. I mean, that was his intent, man. Or his intent was to try to prove his theory because he really thinks he's the smartest in the room. And there's many times that he is. Well, there's many times that he put his foot in his mouth, man, and he just did it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and so, and then, you know, and then subsequently the, the CrossFit world lights it on fire, right? Well, um, what you're seeing now is people are taking advantage of a man on his knees. Yeah. The man's on his knees, man. He's weak. He showed, he showed his weakness, man, and everyone's going after it, man, in our name. They're going after it in the black affiliate name. They're going after it in the black community name. They're going after this super crazy narrative when they've been hated this guy forever. And now they're just taking a chance to close contracts. And, you know, I won't pay my affiliate fee. Everyone is suffering, dude. We're all broke, right? So I want you to explain. We're going I want... after the guys at the top who got the money. Mm -hmm. I want we're you... all suffering. Sin, I, I want you to explain something to me. And, and Mo, you can, you, can, uh, you can jump in on this too, is, is you know, this – the racial the racism awareness that's going on right now you know uh, the reason i got you two guys on the call obviously is right now i feel like most of the advice i'm getting on racism is from my white privileged friends yeah man you're talking and, to each other you ain't talking to us and and, and so you know i i feel like also a lot of these people are you know, all over social media, they're in there on their iPhones at home with nothing else to do. And they're projecting that, that view, the views that they think are right on everyone else. And I want you guys to just sort of speak to that and, and maybe shed some light on, on like the truth of, of, you know, what they should be focusing on. Um, how, how do, how do you, how do you tease out the difference of, proper activism versus you know just hiding behind doing it from the comfort of your own living room right when you have no experience yourself or if you um you know if you yourself aren't really going out to do things 
to, to make well, it. Let me, I want to, I'm going to try to take this if you mind, if you don't mind. Yeah. Oh, and then you can come in. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, this is like a startup company. Like your most millions and millions and millions of people have never actually experienced racism before. A lot of these kids are teenagers. A lot of these people are older. There's a, there's a huge gap between the types of racism that I grew up with in the you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now into the 2000s, then someone that's dealing with it now. I, didn't, I made jokes all night, man. I'm like, if y'all call this racism, every racist person in America should be upset because this is not a very good representation of what's considered real racism. You know, I've had white people look in my eye and they wanted to kill me because I was black. That is racism. If we can deal with that and not this petty shit, you know, I know what you're saying, man, I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is there's no book for this, right? Mm. You kind of have to deal with it on an Mm. individual basis. People are calling me saying, what do I do? Do I affiliate? Do I de-affiliate? Do I stay? I say, Mm. go with your gut. How you feeling in your heart? So people need to get out of this narrative that there's some kind of standard for how you support your black friend standard for how you support your black community just listen to them man are you okay how you doing and stop with the you know stay safe shit like just how you doing today man good morning mike Mm -hmm. john you know jamal whatever don't be on some because what happens is and you're talking to a guy who's getting hundreds of calls with this shit and -hmm. text messages and emails and it's like okay white people are not on the snipe on, on the roof trying to kill every black person that walks across the street like we're not at that rate we're not there we have an yeah. isolated incident that we've dealt with for for decades man this is not new it was on television it was the, on iso- the isolated in, the isolated it. the isolated incident you're talking about the the um the police people brutality George Floyd, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry? Okay. there's no oh. there's no standards for how white people should should Come in solidarity. If you're a big company corporation, write a check. If uh, if you're a black person, you know if you're a, you've got a black neighbor, you know maybe take him a, a, a you know a, a a pie or a cake and be like, listen, man, you know I don't know what to do, but I I know I needed to do something. Do something real. Don't do some fucking black square shit. Like go to a, a black church. You know, sing along with the choir. Like I don't know, dude. We're all yeah. in this together. Everyone's experiencing You know what? I can speak time. to I can speak to kind of some of the stuff that's going on as well in that where it's like you have, say for example, him tweeting out something. That in itself is not the worst thing that ever has happened in terms of, uh, of racist or discrimination. But I can tell you that the outright racist or the things that has happened in the past. They don't, they're not on the forefront. No one has ever called me the N-word. No one has like outright, just like flat out attacked me, although I have been attacked before. Right. But it's, it's one of those things where it's the systematic part of it, where I think you have the issues of people not being hired, people feeling excluded. Now, to me, I've always, I've said to other people, you know what? It's one thing to, to, to come out here and, and say, you know, you, you want to attack me, you want to like jump me in the street or, or whatever, that's fine. But my mom has been working in the school board for 12 years and can, somehow can't get herself a full-time position. 
mm. for no other reason other than you know what they're hiring somebody else who seems more who is not qualified but you know they're hiring the the wider candidate and stuff like that those are the things that really harm our community and that and those are the things the that background. are hard there's those that, are the and things a, that are hard to erase Exactly. It's hard to erase that because that's an opportunity lost and that's another family or More a than set that, of families that can get anything. Can we, can we immediately say she did not get the job because she was black? That's exactly right. And I think that's why so many people are sensitive to what's going on because you don't have an inherent sign or billboard being like, hey, you didn't get this position or you didn't get this job or you didn't get this opportunity because you were black. It just happened that way. Right. And when you constantly see more and more qualified people not getting these opportunities, that's when you systematically see, okay, the machine is inputting a bunch of stuff, but only one kind of result is coming out. Right. That I think is what people are now getting more and more sensitive to. And I know black people, especially we, we don't want to speak out and say right away, Hey, that guy, you know, I didn't get this job because I was black or something like that. It seems almost like we are, you know, we're, like you said, pulling out the race card when it's right. when you and you're sensitive to that. But at the same time, too, when you constantly see the same type of person not being able to have access to that same opportunity, you have to say something. So for well, myself, say, would, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Mo. Sorry about that. I would yeah, say no. this. I would say this, man. You know, and this is I don't I don't know how you're gonna feel about me saying this, but it just made me better, dude. It just made me stronger. It, it made me figure out another way. Mm -hmm. You know, CrossFit was never going to just say, oh, sin. You know, they were never going to come to Harlem and say, sin, you know, jump on our community. No, I had to, I had to bring them. Well, I, had to, I had to show them the value. I had to mm -hmm. show the value of having the black community a part of this community. Like, I had to go above and beyond. I've taken almost, I can tell you, there's probably three black people that I did not take to the games. Everyone else, I sponsored them. I made sure they were good. I took care of them when they went to the games. I coached them. Like, I, I had to make it a foolproof plan. It couldn't just be the affiliation, and I'm in Harlem taking care of stuff. Like, I wanted to create the change where CrossFit would take us in, not because we got a gun to their head, but because we showed immense value. No, you're absolutely right there. I, it's, it's one of those things where similar to what Pete was saying with like, why is this blowing up? I think a big aspect of it is when the, the messaging from CrossFit is they are trying to promote health. They're trying to make it a worldwide thing. They're trying to spread it to, through everywhere. And you know that, especially with chronic disease, diabetes, all these illnesses, these lifestyle sicknesses, and they are overrepresented in, in the black communities and in minority communities. This is a prime opportunity for CrossFit to interject and say, hey, the numbers show that black and brown people are experiencing these things. And we ourselves are trying to eliminate that from you know, America from the, and the world through what we do. So, but when you don't have like, flat out being like, hey, we want to interject and, and there's no mention of it, you have to ask yourself, 
why is there no mention of it? Uh, hold that thought, that thought for a sec, because we can, you know, sin with your response to that. We can segue into to sort of a, a thought I had, um, you know, also on that same level, talking, since talking about, you know, it's a multi-level sort of platform and sliding scale of like severe racism to... Yeah, man, there's different levels to this. And so, and so... And what sucks is they're grouping the entire racist community under one name. Right. And you're not understanding the small nuances of that racist term, man. Like, and it's so much I know, deeper. I know, Sin, you... I know that you've been talking to Greg for the, for the past little while. And I, and I, I personally know that, you know, CrossFit, the company and Greg Glassman himself has done a lot for visual minorities and underprivileged uh, throughout the entire world. But specifically more recently, Sin, you spoke with Greg and and he, you guys went back and forth about, you know, some, uh, before this whole thing blew up, some initiatives that you had. Um, I just want you to speak to those a little bit, because I, I, I think that when everyone's so focused on yeah they're missing the picture man yeah there's a bigger there's a little bit of a bigger picture kind of behind that tweet yeah they're stuck in their feelings man you gotta understand man like i spoke to him on tuesday he did the tweet on saturday or something like that so i'm like man i couldn't stop this guy from making a fool of himself but you know in the interim and i put everything out on my instagram man probably about an hour ago so I, I, I cropped conversations I had with him and I really showed, I tried to show it a genuine sentiment that I knew I, what I was possibly dealing with, man. My first text message to Greg was, Greg, you fucking up, man. You, you, better, you better fix, uh, you know. I even sent him his driver's license, man. I was going to come to his house. Like I, I, <laughs> I just wasn't playing no games, man. And, you know, I, I did that because he's, I knew he was out of touch, man. And it, he needed to see me. You know what I mean? Like, he needed mm-hmm. to see that, that, that familiar face that just happens to be black, that just happened to have known him for 11 years, that just happened to have been talking about this 11 years ago, man. It, it's just, it's like going back in time, man. So, originally we talked about doing a free CrossFit gym right in the middle of Harlem, man. Free as fuck. Or any and everybody can come and get this, taste this, and tell us what they think. And then we'll make adjustments along the way. Yeah. The second piece that we're going to have to drop now, the first piece we got to drop now, is we got to get, we're going to start with the black affiliates. We're going to make sure every black affiliate either doesn't pay for the next year and we start, you know, um, helping them with memberships, meaning we're just going to buy two memberships in your gym, man. How much for the year? How much for two years? And we'll either pay a year in advance or two years in advance. I'll make sure Jay, uh, Greg writes a check individually to every single one of those CrossFits. You know, we're going to start with the black ones, unfortunately. It, it's it's, it's kind of sick that it's come to this, but we're going to start with the black ones. And then we're going to make sure that every single affiliate across the world has at least two people. They can create that that scholarship program how they want. We're not going to tell you how to do that. We're just going to, we're going to pay for it. And because we're paying for it, we just want to make sure that, you know, these are black and brown people. These are people that need it. And if you ain't got no black and brown in your neighborhood, take some senior citizens, you know, take some autistic person, take whatever. Like, we, we've got to come together and we got to remind the world why we started CrossFit, why we thought it was so goddamn beautiful. And we got totally off track with the Fleo shorts and the dumb shit. We got to get back to center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, if I can add into that, yeah, if I can add into that, I think that's was important to say, like, 
this week. And that was a thing that should have been said. But I think the, the, the problem here is people are looking to CrossFit HQ to, to kind of almost be the guiding force. I, I, I know they it's just the company. That, they always did that. Like, but that's part of the problem LGBT is that came up, when gay marriage comes up, any social thing that yeah. comes up, they're expecting CrossFit HQ to have like this kumbaya for every community when they're in disparity. I mean, the whole point was that we're like the, we're like the secret weapon. We're coming around, you know what I mean? And we've been taking yeah. you from the inside out. We, we don't necessarily need to address gay people. We don't need, why? Because when you go to a CrossFit gym and there's 25 in there, we don't give a fuck if you're gay, straight, autistic, racist. We don't care. Are you going to quit on that workout? Did you cheat on your reps? What's up? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. simple, man. We it's keep it super it's, simple it's when true, we're in that gym, man. We, we I don't really got to I really got to say, though, but the, the biggest thing here is I think with every affiliate, the, the growing sense of the community, as well as the community through the open, Everyone feels like we're all connected through this yeah, one man, thing. Yeah, man, we're all connected. We're fighting each other, man. Oh, man, I was a, I was 141 last year. I'm going to be 121. Oh, man, Sin, you got in front of me, man. Damn you. Do you no, think he's sure. asking me what my political view is before he has a real conversation with me? No, man. We found no. something that we could bond on, man. We found a little piece of unity. We found a little piece of utopia, man, and they're just trying to burn it down. Uh, well, you know what, man? It, a, a big problem, though, is... The, the 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 unrelenting of, of Greg Glassman, where you, if and that's why we you love can, him. but if, on, the man. problem that's is, man, that stuff is not going to fly in this day and age. People and are not going to. And now he got slapped in the face. He knows it, man. Yeah. Before I mean, he was well, able to, before he was able to duck and dive, man. There's no ducking and diving this. No, no, and and it's it's become too big of a thing for him to, I feel like, be at the helm of it, um, but. Even then, if he's not listening to people in the community being like, hey, man, we need you to be better than what you are, and he's refusing okay. to accept that. Okay, so it's Mo, right? Mo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Mo, just, just travel with me for a second. Yes, sir. You are about, mm, let's say you're 40 years of age. Mm -hmm. You've been training people, let's say, mm, 20 years. You come up with a methodology in the middle of the night, man. You tell your, your, your wife that's next to you, man, I, I then came up with this thing. She said, what the hell is it? You know, we're going to put all this together, man. I've seen, you know, bodybuilders do this and runners do that and cyclists do this. You know, what if we did something where we put it all together? She was like, Mo, you're stupid, man. Go back to sleep. <laughs> right? And then you finally... You really believe in it, but maybe your wife doesn't, right? So you go to the gym and you start practicing. Oh, man, let me, let me put something together. Let me put this workout together. Oh, man, this looks pretty good. What, what if we, you know, put sit-ups in this together and you make it for time? I think the for time is the answer. And you start practicing that. And then all of a sudden, it went from you telling your wife something in the middle of the night to a $300 million company. My question to you is, who you gonna listen to? You just came up with this on your own, man. You're, you're damn white. Your wife didn't even hear you. Mm -hmm. Some friends heard you. Some people heard you. You're going to alliance yourself with people that hear it. You're going to alliance. You know, there was Tony Budding there. There was Dave there. Everyone played their role. What we're looking at now is a perfect storm because him and Dave 
were going for power of the company like a year ago, man. They were mm-hmm. arguing over the shit. Greg took the shit back, but look, he took it back and he went back to the dumb shit, which is why Dave was put in. You hadn't seen, there's a lot of people I've never even met Greg. There's thousands, yeah. maybe even a million affiliate, you know, people that are in the CrossFit community that ever, never even met this guy. I never heard his name until I took like my level one. Thank you, man. I didn't understand how big it was that he came to Harlem until I, you know, until something like this or now where it's like, He's only come to Manhattan one time officially, and he came to see me. To me, that means something. But my point to you is I'm really trying to give you the perspective of a genius. The perspective of a genius is you have a thought that no one else on the planet does, and you saw it to fruition. There's millions and millions of thoughts that we all have every day, agendas we have, plans we have, but they, they never come to fruition. So you as a, you know, I'll take some things out and I'll make it a little bit more Greg. You're white. You're in Santa Cruz. You've got this super team of people. And, we're, you know, regardless of what you would say about Glaxman, he knows he doesn't know everything. He knows one thing, which is CrossFit. So he hired the best people. <laughs> he had Nicole. He had Dave. These, you know, these guys have ran this community. Greg is in the front. He, you know, Greg is the, the, the drunk uncle now. He's become the drunk uncle. Because he walked, he, you know, that takes his shirt off in the party and runs around and says dumb shit. I mean, that's always who he's been. But we can't take away from the fact that the man is a genius, that he built something in the middle of the night that we've all made millions of dollars off of, man. And when you do something, when you do something like that, coming from someone like me that built Afro Brutality in the middle of the night, I, I turned to my girl, I was like, I was thinking this, turning, you know, and I had to watch my entire community turn on me, saying, that's that white, you know, white people are going to hate you, man. That's the first thing they said to me. White people are going to hate you, man. And let me tell you something. I proved the exact opposite, man. White people have embraced me, and black people are the ones throwing mud at me. So I say that to say this, man. In the mind of a genius, it's very hard to listen to constructive criticism, anyone's opinion, being told what you should do, being told what you should say and not say. It's almost impossible. You are going to think that everything you say from here on out, because you did something that most of the world has, will never do, billions of people will never come up with original thought that actually seeds to, to fruition, that actually helps people, that actually makes millions of dollars for the community or for society. There will be billions of people that will live and die their entire life and never have one idea that ever works. So we're looking at the mind of a genius, man, and he, he's got some faults, man. Have you ever seen Beautiful Mind? You know, he's not schizophrenic. He's not, you know, he's not talking to himself. Or maybe he is. We don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not there with him, man. Yeah. He's but some, he's but got I'll say this. Demons, I'll, and I'll say this. Like, as, as how, however, you know, it's incredible what, what was accomplished. And it's incredible what, Gross, what CrossFit grew into. And a big thing here, though, is the the hubris that kind of comes with it that like you said you you built all this so now you feel like you know like you almost feel like that no one could ever take anything away from you and really that's white privilege and that, that and that's part of yeah and that's part of white privilege considered and, racism and and the biggest thing here is like you said knowing what you don't know and trusting the people who you put around you who did you put around you you know and are you listening to what they're saying 
a big thing right now and is it seems they, like were they saying anything? Yeah, and, and the that's, people that's, the closest to him, the people closest to him, man, you know, they're gonna have to answer for some things because they know I was out there, man. They know I've been out here trying to do this, man. They just ignore me. They here it is, man. They didn't see the value. They just didn't, yeah. man. They maybe did they not didn't, see and, the value. and maybe, and that's the thing. We're not privy to a lot of that stuff because it's not. It, it's also like we don't like now. Right now, we're seeing a lot of people from HQ resign. One of those things for me is maybe these people have felt like their voices have never been heard. They feel like maybe, hey, the community is speaking to us. We want to listen. We want to bring it to Greg, and Greg's not listening. And you know what? It's uh, things have ebbs and flows, and you have this huge multi, you know, multinational movement that started. This thing is going to still keep going, if in, even if it takes another form, May, even if it becomes decentralized. But well, I'm not. Problem I'm not here is de- I'm not trying to defund I'm, the police, man. Like I'm not. I, I don't. I, yeah, I, want, I don't care. I don't really, we got, man. I think we got something beautiful that's worth sharing, man. I, think I do, but I, I think also that it's outgrown. And Mo, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't know if you're listening to me anymore, man. Mm-hmm. Like we all know who this guy is. We just didn't say nothing because we've all been able to make millions of dollars off of it, man. There was a little bit of greed there, but it was. You you can't tell a grown man what to do, man. You just can't. Yeah, I'm listen, not going to come to your house and tell you what to tweet, man. I don't care. I don't care what you say, man. I'm going to give you your second minute right, and you can say what you want, man. You're going to have to face the consequences, but you can say what you want. So I want to – I yeah. want to. we've been talking yeah, for a long, a long time, guys. I want to – I want to. I got about I got about two minutes, man. I got to go. Perfect, perfect. So just to finish off, to finish off, where does the CrossFit community go from here? What, how does – you know, now we know Oops, that – we know that people need to start, you know, yeah, looking back, at look, calls and get text messages and get emails. It's going crazy. Yeah, people, yeah. people need to look at, at, at what CrossFit has done throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, Sin just talked about how he's going to be opening up some free programs for black communities. And this isn't the first time that this has happened. So there's going to be the continuation of free programs for minorities and underprivileged throughout from through yeah. CrossFit. Where, Sin, I want to ask you, where does CrossFit, where does the community go from here? What should the community do? If someone's listening to this and they're confused about the situation that's happening, they see people dropping left and right, the games is blowing up, people are de-affiliating, they're seeing staff members drop off like flies, they're confused. What what is what do you do what do you do they need to relax take a deep breath um maybe go for a run do a workout drink some coffee like it's getting handled man it, we're it it's not right to put a gun to this man's head and tell him we're gonna take your money like just we gotta show some respect man we gotta respect each other we gotta respect the process if anyone on any planet in the entire universe thinks that I don't want this to happen right now or tomorrow, they didn't lost their mind, man. I've been working for this for 11 years, man. I want this better than any of y'all. Y'all That's are true. talking, y'all are saying this to me, man. I want this more than anyone on the planet. Anyone. Yes. And that's the thing I respect about you, Sin, is that a lot of people are just get in the news now that racism exists or get in the news now yeah, that discrimination exists. 
I think for I think for affiliate owners or people who you know who just you know everyone's prerogatives is different. But I'll tell you this: if you are a, a box owner, if you are a member of the the community, you can think about reaching out to your own community. It starts there. You look at and you say, hey. Is there things that we can do? Can we set up after-school programs? Because the kids who grow up and get exposed to CrossFit, those kids grow into the communities. They see a different light. They see a different world. And from there, they open up and they can go on to do other things. And I think from there, the growth happens in that, that area. It's important that there's outreach. It's important that you bring in people like Sin, like myself, who are, you know, members of the black community who are like, hey, listen, I've seen this CrossFit world that's mainly white, and I've seen my own community, and I can try to bridge the gap. And you got to find invested people. Man, so many calls, man. I, I need to say something, and I got to go, man. Yeah, uh, yeah sir. Go say, say your final what piece, in, and then we'll let you go. Well, I want people to learn from this experience how I went through this, man. I went into a community. I wasn't sure whether they were racist or not. We argued about it forever. We found a way to coexist with race, racist people, man. We, we figured out a way to look at the bigger picture, man. We figured out a way to get around the bullshit. We figured out a way to just unite each other and work with health and wellness in our community. And we did not care your social background. We didn't care whether you was a racist are you going to help us get that health and wellness in our community? Like we try, we saw past the labels and we look for the greater good, man. I really want people to understand how beautiful that is, man. Like this is, this is how we're going to deal with, we should deal with it as a society. Yeah. You're racist. You hate me. Just don't kill me. Just don't say no dumb shit. Just don't do this, you know, and then let's keep talking. Maybe we can get at the heart of that matter. Maybe we can actually get to the heart of that, you know? For sure. I think that's exactly it. Everyone being exposed to everything together, so it gets going. All right. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Mo. No problem, man. Thank you so much, Pete. Thanks, Sin. Talk to you guys later. All right. Peace.